I love cool. that she's sitting. <laughs> so that little two seater is the throne because of this beautiful thing behind it. No? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Thank she's. Thank you for she, letting me sit here. Thank you for letting me. What's that? Stay with you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Adam. He's like our little. Story. Bye, Adam. Bye. Thanks. You again. <laughs> Thank you. I met him briefly at an intro talk at Folklore. You did? Yes. We no were all way. wearing, because my Ben was there. And there was, I say my I don't ben. have a Ben. As if I was like talking to <laughs> Daisy right now. I'm Should on we... my Ben. Or your Ben. Should we have left the thing on that? The sock? Yeah. Yeah. That's to stop yeah. the peas and the, and the, and the. The oh. Pabatata Cagotetas. Well, I'm glad we have someone here who knows how to, their way around the mic. Yes. <laughs> and we have, we have a guest. This is our first guest we have ever. A guest. Welcome. So we went from not being able to even make a podcast because we're <laughs> so inept. We're so bad. That we okay. actually now we're we're confident enough to invite someone over. Now we actually have a guest. Yes. Congratulations. And this You're is, our first. This is Cassidy Freeman. That's Cassidy me. Bree Freeman. That's right. Oh yeah, Cassidy Bree Freeman. Yeah. Middle name. B-R-E-E. B-R-E-E. Yeah. It's a mixture of my grandparents' names, Brenna and Lee. <gasps> like in um, the Lord of the Rings, the town that, of Bree. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Or like the horse was. Oh, the in horse Narnia. was there? No, in Narnia, and uh, mm. the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, There's I, a horse named Bree. And I is think there? It was B-R-E-E. All I remember from the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe is Turkish delight. Yes. I don't remember that. See, that's what? all about attachment. See, we can bring it back to meditation. And consciousness. <laughs> we can. And Turkish we delight is oh, all about oh, wait, attachment to things <laughs> outside of yourself, mm-hmm. but we want fulfillment within, and this is. <clears throat> Slouching towards enlightenment. And welcome to <laughs> Slouching Towards Enlightenment. <laughs> Is that for real the name of this podcast? That's yes. it, yeah. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> So I asked Cassidy, do you, how do you say your name? <laughs> so there's not a T in Cassidy. it. It's just one B, two S is an I, a Y, and a okay. C. There's so um, I invited Cassidy with a K <laughs> onto, our, onto our podcast because she is a, a student of mine, a twice a day meditator, I think. I think so. Um and uh, and she also lives in Santa Fe, which is convenient since this is where we record. Yes, and there's COVID, so you know we. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we just we're keeping it local right now. <laughs> we're not quite ready for international no. podcasting. No, local smart. and low key. That's right. Yes. Yes. So and and when we got here, Adam was setting up the microphones and. Uh, you know, Brienne was getting coffee and Cassidy arrived and I had to stop Brienne and Cassidy from becoming friends because <laughs> we were halted we... <laughs> because I wanted to save it for the podcast. But you can't stop nature. Okay? Yeah. No, he you literally can't. stood in our way. Yeah. So now go ahead. You guys can <laughs> talk and because you were asking her lots of questions. Well, and they were all good questions because people want to know who she is and 
why she's on this podcast and all this. Our, like our me, six like listeners me. really yes. would like to know. Hey, man. <laughs> it's quality, not quantity. Like mm. me, they'd like to get to know you. Yeah. The Cassidy Brie that we've all come to know and love over the last 15 minutes. I have a visceral reaction to Cassidy Brie because that's what my mother called me when I really? was in trouble. Oh. But let's let's re, let's repattern that. Okay. Yeah. All right. right we're, we're reprogramming. Yeah. Reprogram. Yes. Unless, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unless you get in trouble while you're here. <laughs> in which case, it's perfect. And she could. Yeah. She could. You know, and all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're a meditator. I am. This is. Thank this you is for very... joining us. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. This, See you next week. This brings me, it, you just saying that brings me such joy to say really? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So you're openly a meditator. I'm very open about my meditation. Um, I like to spread the love of meditation uh, any way that I can without without forcing it upon anyone. Um, There were so many things. I met Teo 10 years ago, maybe now 12 years ago uh, in Los Angeles at a concert. And you would know where it was and who it was. And I don't because my memory is not as good as yours. But... I met him there, and we sort of a very windy night. Wasn't it? Do you it? remember the concert? Wasn't it Matt? It was who was it? At first, I thought it was Matthew Kaner. I don't know. The went... guy from uh, from Covell, but maybe it wasn't. It was in a, it was in the back area of yeah. a concert place, and mm-hmm. a, a mutual friend of ours I had gone with named Cheryl. Um, she was one of my East Side friends that I would travel mm-hmm. across the four hundred five for, and. Um, I met Teo, and and we had another mutual friend in common. So it just seemed like, oh, he's he's in this circle of people. <clears throat> and then for the next ten years, uh, we pretty much were satellite friends. I.e., we might see each other's posts on social media and give a thumbs up, or you know, whatever <laughs> huh. it, it was. The barf but... emoji, something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved the barf emoji. Okay, They're all right. My Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> and then strangely, ten years later, um, he's in Santa Fe because his his family has spent and time we knew there. the santa fe connections somehow. we did yeah. yeah and he just reached out and said um you know do you want to go for a hike or grab a coffee you know i don't know actually i said i just arrived in town wanted to know if you were here by any chance and you said something like i just arrived in town yeah like an hour before i did or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah he does remember everything he this does is, no he's good yeah at this. that's pretty impressive <clears throat> good memory. okay and so we went to dinner one night, um, and it happened to be the anniversary of my mother's passing, which is an, is a thing I don't like to give a lot of like negative energy to, but I do like to do something fun to sort of celebrate her. Yeah. And, um, and we went, and that night at dinner, he asked me, he said, do you meditate? And I was like, I, no one can see my eye rolling right now, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of, whatever. And he's like, cool, we'll start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, and from that moment on, I had language and understanding for this feeling that I've had my entire life, which is that of charm and knowing that something's right without having to really explain why um, or even caring if other people agree um, or if I even know why. Mm. Following that, that fine level of feeling that I've learned more and more of. And there's a part to this kind of practice that I have heard from Teo and also from his teacher, Tom, <clears throat> that, you know, if if this feels familiar, there's a reason. Um, and just you saying, so you're a meditator. And there's a there's like a sparkle <laughs> in me that is so eager. Your eyes did light up. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> eager without any like 
mood making or like trying to push something to say like I, I am and I'm so eager to talk about it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And now Teo's like my family, uh, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, we fam. Yeah, we, we fam, fam now. <laughs> so that was about <clears throat> two years ago? Yeah. yeah. October 1st is my metaversary. Wow. Metaversary. This is something I've heard, but I'm I'm assuming the portmanteau is meditation anniversary. Yes. Is that something people use a lot? I think people, all, I think everyone coins it and thinks that they came up with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hear it a lot, but I don't think it's, because no one, It's not, I don't think it's a thing, but it's kind of becoming a thing because everyone sort of is like, meditation anniversary, this is my meta, metaversary. Yeah. Yes. And it is a, an important milestone. Like other people might think, who gives a shit? You just learn to close your eyes and think a mantra. But for anybody who does this, it's kind of significant. Right. It, you you acquire an entirely new consciousness state that illuminates the other three consciousness states and makes you happier. That's worth celebrating. That's worth saying, <clears throat> cool, I've been at this a year and this is precious to me and I'm better off for it and all this stuff. So it's worth making up a stupid word about. Or a beautiful word. Or a beautiful word. It also could be an opportunity to <clears throat> reignite your dedication to it yeah. as a reminder in case you are doing the research of what life is like without meditating, you know? Right. Um, one of the reasons why, you know, I've practiced yoga for the majority of my adult life. I, I love things that feel celestial and spiritual. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've never, um, I've never named myself anything or used a lot of definitions or titles in terms of my relationship with that which feels spiritual but <clears throat> I was never attracted to meditation specifically from previous teachers of mine mostly because I felt like I could do it wrong and I have this um <laughs> in case we want to treat this like my therapy session um I, yeah, yeah. I have uh you know, I have a right and wrong thing. It's a, I'm I'm a perfectionist in recovery. Something that I loved about, and I knew from the moment that Tay taught me, was he said to me, you can't, you can't do this wrong. You can't mess this up. You just have to show up. And I kind of felt like that could even be sort of um, a metaphor for life. Yeah. You know, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't project mediocrity at all. It actually, it actually projects like calm and trust and understanding and this feeling of being taken care of by the universe. And that is a great feeling. So the fact that I couldn't do this wrong, right. that if I missed one, I wasn't to be scolded right. by anyone. You don't start from the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. And just that, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And that's a, that's just a really beautiful feeling. So two years. Wow. What is your metaverse three? March 4th. March 4th. And I always remember it because March. Yeah. You like March marching 4th. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's great. March 4th, 2008. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I have an, and then I have my teacher, like when I became a teacher, which was November thirteenth, two thousand twelve. Okay, so that just happened. That's nice because they're sort of like opposite, they're yeah, like polar ends. Yeah, Brie, what's your metaversary? Uh, June twenty ninth of this year. Of this year, <gasps> I know. Exciting! You're just an infant. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just rebor- <laughs> I'm reborn to the world. <clears throat> yeah, which has been this is sort of the impetus for our podcasts because I had right. so many questions and I was so excited about the process and just everything that happened right off the bat that we kept meeting and meeting and meeting. Yeah, she couldn't come to group meds generally because she has two twins. 
and they have their own hour. She's on I her own two, schedule. Yeah, I have two. One, one set of <laughs> one twins. One set of twins. Now I'm I doing bet it. When you have twins. You become very aware of like the terminology. I'm like, oh god, there's two of them, <laughs> yeah. not four of them. There's two. Good God. Good yeah. God. Yeah. So we were doing kind of these, just private knowledge hangs, and and then it just turned into the. It just yeah. made sense to. We just liked it. We just like ourselves so much. We thought everybody Listen, should hear this. I think it's wants to hang out with us and talk about meditation, right? That's. Just... I think it's. I think it's brilliant. We got to get microphones involved. I hope I become. I hope I graduate from guest to like part of the like the band. I love this. Day. I love oh yeah. This, you know? In in three years, we're gonna have seven co-hosts. So there'll just be this this committee. We'll be out of space. Yeah. Right. Be great. Yes. Yeah. So. No, go ahead. Well, so two years, that's, and that's recent. And you learned with Dayo in Santa Fe. I did. At your parents' At house, my parents'. Which is also where I learned. Yeah. Does in the same us... spot. The very same spot in the kitchen. In the very same spot. Yes. So we're like sisters, basically. Yep. Agreed. Wow. Yeah. Sisters in consciousness. <laughs> we are. Well. Whoa. That's, that's groovy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, so what was your first experience like the first time that you meditated what was that like for you wow that's I've never been asked that question that's a great question <clears throat> um I was nervous uh I again walked in as a perfectionist thinking I was gonna mess it up or do something wrong <laughs> trying to be really really good at it yeah um <laughs> and then you know stillness has never been difficult for me. I grew up uh, on stage, whether it was dancing or singing or acting. And when you grow up that way, you kind of have this awareness of your body and an ability to stay still if you have to backstage or whatever, but it's always sort of um, forced. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time that I had sat still um, effortlessly. I don't normally sit still easily as a human. So that feeling released in me, which I know I've heard Teo explain to, to new meditators often, this sort of elation, this this blissness, this um, smiley feeling. And, you know, I, I wasn't waiting for Teo to tell me to stop, you know, to tell me the time was up, like I was waiting for an alarm or like it was going to jolt me. It was all so calm. You were just in it. I was in it. And um, I don't know that I fully transcended my first time or that I was like seeing anything. You know, there was yeah. no, this was honestly just the softest, sweetest ability to know what it feels like to be effortless. And I don't know in my however many years that I'd ever truly felt that. And that in and of itself was a beautiful feeling. Oh, wow. Wow. What a high bar for guests. I, we, know. I think Cassie is going to be our last <laughs> yeah, guest. Yeah, first and last. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I was going to ask a similar question, which is what was your first experience uh, when you knew like, oh, this is something or this is different or this is profound? Mm-hmm. Was, so, there, was there a mm-hmm. kind of a first experience where you're like, whoa, that's... That changes everything. There have been a couple. Yeah. Go ahead. What or like that made you really like, oh, okay, I'm sticking with this. Mm-hmm. This is... Right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so <clears throat> that first four days, I remember 
<laughs> I remember you being like, it's it's four days long and you're going to come over mm-hmm. every day. And I, and I, there's a part of my perfectionist performer brain that goes like, doesn't he know I know the lines after one rehearsal? <laughs> um, and, and, and yet I have to tell those parts of me to like, just chill out, <laughs> l- listen, tr- do some trust, some trust exercises with your teacher here. And there was this moment at the end of those four days. And I think this happens because you kind of do go from zero to 60 in terms of learning the technique and then practicing it twice a day for your first four days that you're asking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you're, you're initiating a lot maybe is a better way of putting that. <clears throat> and there was this moment at the end of those four days. I remember because you took a picture that you gave me and one of Teo's many talents is photography. He's got a beautiful eye and he loves taking photographs and he's incredible at it. And oftentimes his pictures will be these sort of memory markers for things. And there's this picture he took of me in a blanket that he gifted me from India that I call Linus that I still travel with, that it was just this moment. And I, and, and you can see in my face how something got on, a door was unlocked. Um, and I think it was, I, I prefer meditating in community. I love meditating, even if it's one other person. Okay. I feel like I go deeper. I am more present. Um, and that's probably <laughs> some work I could do on myself. <laughs> but it so just being able to meditate once a day with Tay for four days in a row to initiate my, my journey. Um, that moment when I left his house that day, I thought, oh, this is going to be really cool. Yeah. So soon <laughs> after that, we were at lunch and I asked him, this question I said who's your teacher and he told me about Tom and I I said man it'd be cool to meet your teacher because during initiation there was a video that I had heard Tom's voice on and I was like god that that voice is so nice I I just I want to meet that guy who's that guy and he said well we're doing this in this uh Tom does a retreat in India every January you should come and you know this is October and I was like great let's go just like I knew, I knew that yeah. I was going to go to India. Yeah. You signed up within a week after. Yeah. And you were also one of the first people to sign up for the, for the entire retreat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just really, really so excited. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't know that I came out of that meditation going like I have seen something. Um, but I knew that something had, had begun in, in my life. The transition from that into my life was pretty seamless in terms of like, you know, the the hardest thing for me is thinking that things are happening, that I could be doing something else with my time, you know? And then I go back and I remember, yeah, it's 20 minutes. Right. And also that 20 minutes makes me so much more productive, creative, and aware and prepared and present for the rest of the time, that the rest of the time is actually time better spent. Um, and that's something that practicing consistently has continued to um, prove to, to show me, yeah. yeah, to prove itself. Yeah, I'd say another moment would be in India when I learned how to round, and this was all very early in my meditation practice, so it all happened kind of quickly. But just that—that that perfectionism. Presence. It's her overachieving <clears throat> nature. I do seriously. It's not. I'm not proud of it. Um, but I am proud of this. And uh, sometimes I go back and I read my journal. I write a lot and I read my journal from India. And the stuff coming out of me, that was not about the knowledge I was gaining, but just like the stuff I was writing as me. 
so awesome. Really? And yeah, I, I go back and I read it, and I'm like, you were so smart at one point. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that that that's that's pretty rad. But that's this fascinating thing about it that it really does. You think, oh, this 20 minutes, I need that 20 minutes for whatever it is to prepare for this or that. But if you take that to meditate, it reinforces this sort of idea that you're, or the, you know, the feeling that you can just do so much more. Right. You can just, yeah. Well, and hand in hand with the idea that, that you, that you can't get it right or wrong. Right. Also is that you're never going to reach an end. Right. Do you know what I mean? You're never going to know it all. There's no test to pass. There's no like thing and and what I love about that is that if Teo ever is like, oh, I'm giving an initiation talk, I'm eager to sit in on it. Yeah. Even if I've heard everything that he said before, yeah. I'm going to hear something different. You were taking notes in my last intro talk. I was. So what is yes. it about the intro talks? It just <clears throat> is it, any of it, it reinforces the. I did this when I after I learned. I went to every time my teacher would have an intro talk, I was there because once I got a taste of the knowledge. I, I, I had to get it as much, as much as I could. And I would go to the intro talks, even though I was a meditator and I would learn. And even the intro talk would verify and validate what I was doing in my practice. And I would learn little bits of like refinement. It would help me refine my practice. How can I become more effortless without using effort to become more effortless? And you just pick things up and all, and I never would know what I say in an intro talk. I forget it the second I finish. I love this about Dale. He like mm-hmm. blacks out. I black and out. You, and then you like come to. Yeah. This is just this weird phenomenon that happens. It's very bizarre, but it's one of the fun things about being a teacher yeah. is you, you, something is like pushes me aside and then does the speaking and then lets me back in. But I, yeah. I when I saw you taking notes, you reminded me of myself. Yeah. When I was sitting at the feet of Tom, listening for something I hadn't heard yet, mm-hmm. or listening for something that that is said in a different way that I can take home like a little nugget that can help me in my practice and help me not only in my practice, but help use what I was getting in meditation in life. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. Almost yeah. like a little adjustment, like a little alignment that yeah. just helps you. Well, I think one of the reasons why you and Tom, who are the two teachers I've heard speak the most and stuff, um, mm-hmm. Steph Coleman. G, Steph Coleman. Yeah, I call her Steph G. That's Steph her G. last name's not G. Um, <laughs> J I. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That she's yeah. a G. Yeah, Steph. She's G. one of the OGs. Yeah, she's <laughs> one of the OGs. Um, G, by the way, in in India, G means like darling or dear. Okay. So people go, hey G, oh. or they'll say, hey Bridgie. Oh, cute. Bridgie. 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 Yeah. 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 Should okay. we start a band called the Bridgies? Yes. The Bridgies. That's a great idea. That'll be our next endeavor. Rock consciousness. Yeah. Rock consciousness. That's such a good, that's such a good thing. Um, but one of the things that I notice about all of you as teachers is how people are drawn to you. And I think one of the reasons that that is, is because you're not performative. You're mm. not reciting something that's been... Um, that's been uh, prepared or memorized or anything like that. It is something that comes truly from your knowing. And that's there's something really lovely about that. Yeah. That you want to keep listening to, even if you think you've heard it before. Thanks. Yeah. When I first became a teacher, my teacher, Tom, said to me, um, he, I, I don't, we were in Bali, and he said, uh, 
I forget how it came out. I think we were having coffee after coffee. This was, I had already graduated because you're not allowed coffee when you're in teacher training um, because you're doing so much meditation. That's news. Yes, but he said that the second you graduate, you can chug as much coffee as you want. (laughs) And that is what he did. That's like me in pregnancy. That's literally me in pregnancy. Okay. You had one in the delivery room. I had Adam bring me coffee right after I had the babies. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But he said... um, And sushi and a turkey sandwich. And some wine. Uh I said something about an intro talk and he said, and he just looked at me and said, don't use notes. And I hadn't planned on it. I, I knew what he was talking about because I think a lot of people were writing notes and preparing right. their their intro talks, and I didn't want to be like that. And he said, just don't use any notes ever. It'll come to you. And just wait for the worthy inquiry because worthy inquiry activates. It, it triggers the field of knowledge. It triggers that field. And then through worthy inquiry, out comes the knowledge. I have students with zero worthy inquiry and... And, and by the way, you can have worthy inquiry. You can have worthy inquiry and not ask questions. And you can have no worthy inquiry and ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm more, I will always deliver more knowledge to worthy inquiry with no questions. It's just there. It triggers you. Um, and that's the joy of being a teacher. Because to have something... It's like pulling a rabbit out of, out of a hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just always rabbits. There's, well, even it's it's nothing but rabbits. They're just the rabbits just keep on coming. They're just well, you, it's, it's they're all, like rabbits. It's, it's all connected to itself. It's this idea of yeah. abundance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like I was driving over here, and the actor brain in me that's been trained since I was little went like, "What are you going to say? Why don't you prepare a few ideas at least that you can pull out of your hat and like." And then I went, no, that's not the point. The right. rabbits are there. Right. Whatever whatever comes up will be perfect as yeah. it is. I also don't know if you realize this, Tay, but like once you teach someone, and this has been my experience, so I'll speak for myself, you never leave me, i.e. Mm. things you've said that I may not even be able to recall. We'll, I, we'll, like, so I'll laugh at how I'll remember them, and then it's as if you're sitting next to me. For example, like I, you say often <laughs> in, in group meditations or when we were in India or who knows when you said it, um, that if you come out of a meditation, those two minutes at the end of meditation or 10 minutes if you're rounding mm-hmm. are so important because if you come out too quickly, you might be kind of like spiky. You mm-hmm. might be a little like grumpy or mm-hmm. agitated. The handful of times that I have done that for whatever reason it's 100% correct. Wait, this is so true. And I can hear your voice always like, yes. just don't come yeah. out of it right away. Don't you come out give yourself. Quick. I'm living in your heads. I will be, I will literally Get be. Get out of there. I'll be three hours into my day flipping off a car that just cut me off. And I'm like, why am I so edgy today? And I'm like, damn it. Those two minutes. I didn't get It's amazing. All right. So wait, I have to ask during those two minutes. Yeah. How do you let go of your mantra? Um, that's, that's a great question. Um, I, well, I, she'll answer first and then I'll answer. Yeah. I want in on this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Maybe it was towards you. Um, I, uh, I, I shift my body in some way Mm -hmm. so that I get out of wherever I was, whether that's like actually laying down. I taught her that. Yeah. And actually laying Uh, down or like, or just like flopping over my, my knees or, you know, like shifting my body in some way helps. And then usually I allow my brain to fully go to the places that I catch it in when I'm meditating, whether okay. that's like a grocery list or like, hmm, what sounds good for breakfast? Or like, you know, I, I just, I'm a little more 
I don't I don't notice that and bring it back to the mantra. I just sort of let, let my it brain go wherever go. it wants to go. Okay. How do you? Well, <laughs> you made fun of me, if you'll remember. I always make so, fun of you. Yeah. It's my mission um, in life. I didn't know that you're just supposed to like let gently let it go. Yes, you did. No, well, maybe I did, <laughs> but I forgot, okay? okay. <clears throat> and I <laughs> <laughs> what I tend How to do you. is like I pack up my mom. <laughs> Like, oh yes, I remember I this. I pack it up in a box with like there's beautiful linens and like it's a whole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But then, All right. <laughs> Who does that? God, I love it. Isn't that amazing? I but I told it. you this, and you were I like, forgot. "That's not what you're supposed to." Do. Right, but it's so great. I don't want you to. You stop. package it. You create a present with well, your mantra. Well, I kind of like I want it to be safe, and like I put it back. Do in the you box also go and out and shop for the wrapping paper? No, first? it's not wrapping paper. It's like beautiful linens, and I I feel like over time maybe they'll age. I've, yeah, you know, get soft. Yeah, you know? they're yeah. soft. They're getting mm. softer, but like, yeah, I always sort of pack it up in this beautiful wooden box, and then I put the linens around it, and yeah. So yeah. I I said you shouldn't do that because it's. <clears throat> It's control. It's it's your right. controlling. But I have to take that back because you're in your two minutes now. Yeah. And you can actually do whatever you want then. But is that sort of reinforcing? No, no, the, no, no. Because okay. it, it'll be the sign that you've shifted yeah. out of the meditation and into that sort of mental shavasana of two minutes. Like I just wiggle my toes, slump down in my chair and start thinking about what I'm going to eat. That's pretty yeah. much... Uh, that's, Which sounds a it's lot pretty nicer, basic. by the way. You no, no, no. Yours me. sounds yeah. a lot nicer. Way nicer. <laughs> and now you've inspired me that now I want to tuck my mantra in. Like it's going to sleep. And those beautiful linens. <laughs> oh, I do. I just want to take my mantra. Read it a little frog yeah, and toad. Yeah, I want to give it a little nuzzle with my nose. Because it's pull the really cup, dear to you, pull right? Pull those beautiful linens up. Yes. Burrito, mm-hmm. tuck it in. Yeah. Well, yours is in it. How I about, like, how about I like this? this? At the end of the meditation... You take a, a a dirty rag filled with chloroform and you push it over <laughs> no, your mantra's mouth. No, that and is go terrible. and then go shh, 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 until it goes unconscious. Yeah, and then and then you're like, I'll see you this afternoon. And then you like poke it with a stick to get it back up. <laughs> right. Hey, hey. <laughs> Throw it in the jail in the it's mantra chained jail. To, chained to a radiator. Oh, yeah. guys, this is cool. I like this. <clears throat> well, yeah, well, I've been doing mine all wrong, so. <laughs> Great. No, that's the whole point. You can't do it wrong. Right, right, right. See, this is the newness of me. I'm still, uh, I'm mm-hmm. still learning so much. Mm-hmm. So let's switch gears. Okay. Let's talk about acting, because <clears throat> some I've taught a lot of actors, and some actors don't mention anything about meditation, even though they've learned this. But other people, like Matt, like our friend Matt Lillard. Mm-hmm. Was Oprah. he was what's that? Oprah, our friend Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, loves her meditation. Oprah's our yes. next guest. Stay tuned. Right, yeah. she just yeah. is like at the end of her meditation. She's like to her mantra, "You get a car," <laughs> and her mantra's like, "I don't have enough money to pay gift tax." Right, but but Matt always said like that this has helped him, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. how if this helps you in any perceivable way as an actor, or yes, how does it help or or is there anything there to even discuss? Yeah. No, it's it's helped me as an actor in my actual craft. It's helped me as an actor in my life outside of acting. And that maybe sounds confusing, but I'll hopefully be able to explain what I mean by that. <clears throat> there's a certain level of... Um, there's a certain level of success one feels they need to succeed in acting in order to call themselves an actor. It's an interesting phenomenon. Um, I'll see... 
mostly younger people or even older people, the age doesn't really matter, but they'll say, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be an actor. Or I'm an aspiring actor. And the question there is like, when do you get to say, right, I'm yeah. an actor, you know, and <clears throat> that seems to be a, a movable goal. Um, some people think it's when they can support themselves financially. Some people think it's when they have the jobs they want or they do it every day. And the truth is you can do anything every day. Acting is an interesting art because unlike a musical instrument, it isn't something you can totally practice by yourself. Um, although acting is also the only art that we feel like we don't have to practice in order to do it professionally. But we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> <laughs> Meditation um, is a way I practice being an actor every day. Um, it's how I practice being my true self. And I think that acting is something for me that I knew from a very young age was was a direction I was going in, was something that brought me a lot of happiness. And there was this misconception when I was younger that in order to be an artist, you had to struggle or you had to feel struggle or you had to be depressed or things had to be tough. And meditation has only made things better, um, easier, mm -hmm. more in flow in my life. And it's actually made my relationship to acting better as well. I don't identify only as an actor now. My, my breath of self, my, my breath of identity is greater outside of acting, which actually makes my relationship to needing to get that job, needing to get that audition, um, less of a struggle, less of a grasp, less of a clench, which actually makes me more desirable. And also does this beautiful thing where it starts to shift and sift all of the opportunities to me and lead me towards the opportunities that really are for me. And I start to trust that more. So if, so if something comes into my sphere as an actor, whether that's an audition or an offer or an idea or whatever, mm -hmm. I know pretty quickly because I'm now more in tune with my, with my inner self, I know more quickly whether or not that's really for me or not for me. And I have a lot more confidence in turning something away or turning something down without that fear of it being the last opportunity or the only opportunity right and feeling way more aware that it is my opportunity uh to to choose mm -hmm. the direction of my life <clears throat> as an actor i mean truth be told i haven't been able to really practice acting a lot while being a meditator since mm -hmm. 2020 <clears throat> it's been a year of um cassidy is on uh the righteous gemstones on hbo and she's on she's been on hold for she went back to shoot it okay. for what, three weeks before you had to come home? Something like that? Two days. We shot two, it was oh, two wow. days. I was there for three weeks. Was it in we March? Two days. Yeah. 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 Wow. So she's um, hanging in Santa Fe until she gets to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is that this particular job um, was a, a, a sort of a left turn in my career. I had historically done pretty heavy, dramatic roles that you know i could joke around and be like i'm either like a tough cop that has a lot of physical stuff to do because i'm yeah. athletic or i you know you need someone to burst into tears uncontrollably <laughs> and you hire me um <laughs> which it. is right which now. is a different okay. podcast okay. as well um but uh that i'm doing next week um but this is this is a very in the moment um improvisational comedy and it's something that fills me with so much joy to do um, that it doesn't surprise me that this was my first real job after learning how to meditate. And it also doesn't surprise me that my meditation aids me in being able to show up every day without preparing, 
without having a script in my brain or a way I'm going to do something. And it allows me to stay in that sort of free freeness of the moment and the present. <laughs> so it's, it's sort of helped you have a healthier relationship with your acting career as a career and also in your life, sort of life balance. And then it also just makes you feel more confident. Is that or yeah, more, it, it, more it, sort of at peace with like your abilities? You know, I was, just... I, I started my career in performing so young yeah. that I have a lot of different training types under my belt and I don't subscribe to any one of them completely. But the one that spoke to me the most, um, was Meisner technique okay. because it is very in the moment. And what is Meisner? Meisner, um, Stanford Meisner was a teacher in New York, and then he had schools also in Los Angeles. Um, the idea that the, the root of the Meisner technique is living truthfully under imaginary circumstances, and the and what he he does really well, or what he taught very well, was how to get to an emotional place realistically without actually reliving your own life. Um, the, the, the method as a lot of actors have talked about is sort of thinking, you know, if you're sad, think about when your dog died, relive that. And you're really in it. You know, if you're playing a homeless person, go be homeless and really live that. And I think research for a part is important and useful, but I also think that digging up your old emotional wounds in order to perform them on stage can have long lasting, absolutely negative effects on your own psyche. And what's actually more alive because hopefully you've gotten over whatever that was to some degree what's more alive is is creating a new situation in your imagination um where you would have that emotional reaction and um because because then you're really living it right and then when you're done with it you get to throw it out because you made it up and it doesn't Mm -hmm. stick with you in a really right that's what they call being an artist (laughs) you're you're painting with your imagination absolutely Absolutely. And so to me, um, meditation is just a tool in the, in, in that world. It it is, it is very much, um, like the Meisner technique to me in that you're staying so in the moment and you're getting, and, and the biggest thing about learning what affects you emotionally, because that's how you have to know that, right? right? Like, um, for example, I did a scene from Angels in America, if you know that uh-huh. play. And I played the Mormon wife who was repulsed by homosexuality. Homosexuality does not repulse me. Right, right. So how do I, how do I find that feeling and, um, and, and, and portray it with such disgust as this character does um, without really true? So I had to think of other things that disgust me, which is a different podcast as well. And um, We have like at least eight. I know. But the Going. thing you have to know is yourself. Yeah. And what's a better way to know yourself than to meditate? And that, it, you know, know I know thyself. Yeah, thy. exactly. Yeah, thy. exactly. You gotta, yeah, you gotta exactly. So, so yeah, so, so, so all those things. Yeah. Yeah. You said something that I just want to back up because it was so important. And you said that your identity wasn't wrapped up in being an actor. And this is one thing that I see happen with a lot of people who come to meditate. Most of us are looking for an identity. Right. Because we're not secure in who we are. We don't know who we are. Um, even if we really dig in and try to find out who we are, you won't get to it because you're not a who, you're a what. Who is is the name body phenomenon and then the story of that name and body. But that doesn't say much. It just says where the body went and what it did. What you are is unbounded consciousness. You are You are the universe itself, your totality. And to find... When you when you meditate and you transcend and you go within, 
you experience that directly over and over and over again. And then it takes the heat off. You know, you don't have these attachments to have success or to be something because you're not relying on being someone to make you happy. Right. Mm-hmm. You're already happy. Fulfillment is within. It's totally accessible. And once you have that, then you can enjoy actually reality and whatever comes your way or doesn't come your way. You can pivot instead of putting all of your hopes in this thing that may or may not happen. Yeah. And what happens is you wind up enjoying it more. Yep. And it actually increases the odds of success because you're not desperate. Nothing's dependent on you getting that job or becoming someone. And this could be put upon any kind of relationship as well. Yeah. Whether that's romantic or friendship or familial. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it really can it it's it, it runs goes, the gamut it goes yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. every single time i've heard you say um that looking outside of yourself for fulfillment is is is, is useless useless it's pointless yeah oh, oh but we all do it but yeah it's, but once you have to know how pointless it is you have to go within first yep yeah some like a, a piece of of like old panic and pain falls mm-hmm. off every time I hear you say that. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But this solution, I guess you could call it, the you know, meditation seems like it's too simple. Like it shouldn't be that accessible to everyone. Like it shouldn't be this answer that can help people because it's so it's something that everyone can have access to and we're taught right. through capitalism or through whatever, you know, through the modern world that it's like you have to strive for things. You have to mm-hmm. really be struggle you have to struggle yeah. in order to achieve something and that's what's so graceful yeah. about it yeah it's divine grace mm-hmm. it's there if you want it all you have to do is is approach it with innocence and worthy inquiry and it's all yours i remember hearing recently <clears throat> probably while studying veda too, something about hard work this idea of hard work um and and hard work can be hard work that feels really um, difficult and, and, and heavy and thick and whatever, or hard work can be the easiest thing. It's not right. that, you know, yeah, I, I did that for 10 hours, but it felt like nothing yes. because mm-hmm. I, you know, and I think we all know when things feel that way, when we feel like we're, we're enjoying what we're doing, yeah. even though we're really in action. And I, that's an important distinction, I think. It is. Yeah. When you're connecting, there's frictionless flow. Frictionless. Thank you. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Is there a Vedic word for this? I'm for sure. frictionless flow? For like... Kriya. Yeah. Oh. Kriya. C-R-E-A? K. 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 Cassidy Kriya. with a K. <laughs> Cassidy with a K. Cassidy Bree. <laughs> She's in trouble. Um, Kriya's frictionless flow. And that's... Uh, we want effortlessness in our practice. And then when we emerge from meditation, the the idea is to follow charm, attend to what you need to attend to without any attachments to specific timings or outcomes. Mm-hmm. Don't be attached to things. Take reality as it is. Go forth. Relax. Enjoy. And if you're connected, there will seem to be this frictionless flow to life. What's it like to be a teacher, to know you have <clears throat> the most like delicious carrot cake of all time and people don't want a piece? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. you have this key. I love that analogy. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And you're like, fucking carrot cake is amazing. Baffling. <laughs> That's so baffling. If you, if someone came running out of the forest <laughs> 
and they were they were illuminated and shining and they said you guys i've just found the fountain of youth you have to come now imagine if everybody was like ah, i have to meet someone for coffee yeah you know i oh, i have a I have thing i really got to get everything <laughs> this is kind of what it's like but you you it does make you wonder cuz uh i what i what i hear a lot is Oh, I would, I'd love to come to your class, but I, I do have this, this stupid dinner. It's like, if it's stupid, why are you going to yeah. it? First of all, um, or <laughs> I'm too, I was too stressed. Yeah. Can you imagine inviting busy. someone to dinner and then yeah. saying, I was going to come, but I was too hungry. I, I was too hungry. So I'm going to stay here at my house where there's no food. Right. Thanks for the, the invitation to your feast, but you got to understand I was starving doesn't make sense yeah so then you think well it can't be like that it's that people may think it's not going to work or they're the opposite afraid that it's going to work and then what does that mean you know i part one irrational fear i had about this was that if i did it something would take me over and i would start wearing white and start speaking like this and saying namaste you know (laughs) I don't know how I got that idea, but I know, knew I didn't want that. Right. And, um, you know, other people, it's the money, you know, I charge. And the, the point is with the money, I'm trying to build a fence that if you look at it, you have to think twice about climbing over. Right. And that's there because I want to teach students who climbed over the fence, right. who said, no, 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 I want this. I want this. And, uh, you know, I'm like, they, you know, come over, jump over. I'm like, all right, you're in. I remember you even telling me because my, my nature, I was like, Ooh, I want to, I want to buy meditation coupons for every person I know. I want to, I want to buy them initiation. Same, same. Yeah, right? exactly. I want, I want to spread this. <laughs> and Tay was like, that's super great. You can't do that. Um, well, you can, you, but... you, you, you can, I've had, I've had it with mixed results. You yeah. know, uh, I've seen people say, I really want to pay for this person. And I've seen both. I've seen that person meditate for a week and never do it again. And I've also seen people become twice a day meditators after that. It's There's tough to know. There's something about the investment aspect. You're investing in yourself. You're investing exactly. in this practice. You're investing in something that, it, I think that is a nice aspect of it. Yeah. And the point is, is that you you feel invested and then you want to return on your investment. Right. You know, when when I charge people a lot of money and then they sit down in class, they're like, "Okay, buddy. Yeah. You better teach Cough me." I'm up. like, "Cough up the knowledge." <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I want someone who is like, "I yeah. want you to I want to get everything out of you that you know." Yeah. Then I that's my that's, awesome. that's my happy place. Yeah. yeah. I have someone who's who really wants to learn. So, investment is important too because you then you stay with it and the longer you stay with it, those cumulative benefits start to show up. There's immediate benefits to this, but yeah. you stay with it. They keep showing up over time, and I think that's important. I can relate, though, to that feeling that you had about becoming something or being taken over by something. And I remember specifically a night in India where I went straight to my room after some knowledge thing and like had to have a real talk with myself <laughs> I was like oh I might lose everyone I know I'm I may fall off the face of this earth that's how I felt I was like because I might... you were so taken with it or yeah, it was well I mean and also imagine a meditator three months in going to a two-week right. meditation course where... waking up at six in the morning mm-hmm. doing yagyas fire ceremonies jumping in yagyas. the to, in yeah. ganga which is about 39 degrees at sunrise 
Doing, yeah. Yeah. And then and then at least doing two rounds a day and then also sitting through anywhere from four to six hours of knowledge a day. And I was just like, I was drunk. I was yeah. just like fully, fully drunk. And then also being with this person that I love and trust and feeling totally grounded by that. Right. And meeting all of his amazing friends that were so welcoming to me, not only because I was Teo's friend, but because I was a meditator. And that amount of acceptance and joy um, we just don't experience usually, yeah. you know, you go to a dinner party with a bunch of people only knowing one person and there's an element of you that's sort of inward and waiting to be invited or seeing who's who, 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 who you jive with. Right. It is a guarantee you're going to jive with almost every single person yeah. in that room and there's a yeah. hundred of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just was so much. And I remember feeling like I, I, I remember sitting in my room looking at Ganga and thank, thankfully I had a, a Ganga view room and I was, oh, I thank just, God. Okay. So beautiful. <laughs> and I just thought like, I might fly off, like I might fly off the face of this <laughs> and, and, and going like, am I willing? And there were parts, there were such human parts. And that way there, you also met Sri Sri 1008 Maha Mandaleshwar Brahmachari, who is like the, the, he is the king He's like the king of the Shankaracharyas. He's he's high up in terms of the swamis and everything. Okay. So she got a blessing from him too. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It sounds like a lot. And not knowing what I was stepping into was yeah. the best way. Is the only way I could do it, I right. think. Like if I had known the depth and the weight of what I was walking into given this thing, I I would have probably been more <clears> nervous. <throat> Um, nature set this up perfectly for me, but I just, I just remember sitting there and, and, and the human part of me going, but I love my partner and I love my family and I love these earthly things. And like, if I fly off the face of this earth, I will have to let go of them. Yeah. Um, and then this weird realization that they were really never mine. Um, and that I still got to and, live And you them. should be enjoying both. This yeah. is not a meditation. This is not renunciation. Right. Right. We're, we're a saying, householder. Yes. We're householders. And right. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and Pandaji always mm-hmm. says this, 200% happiness, right. 100% of the internal non-relative and 100% material things. We don't shun this relative layer of consciousness because it is still consciousness. It's just the most expressed layer. We want it all. We want yeah. 200% happiness. Yeah. What if you can have it all? What if, what if you know, because <laughs> you deserve the best. Isn't there a song we could have had? There's yeah. definitely a song. There's also Sounds the 30 like a bar- Rock. Barbara Streisand. Well, the Bree Gees are going to do the a Bree cover. Gees the Bree are gonna, Gees are going to do a cover. Staying rock, alive. Rock consciousness. The Bree Gees. I love that. The Bree Gees. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, My really mind's good. blown. <laughs> when do we get to do this again? Immediately. Immediately. Well, so have there ever been points in your practice that you've struggled with it or has it been really consistent? No, there's absolutely been points. And, you know, there's I, I hear Tay say in, um, in in group meds during 2020 over Zoom or in times that I've been in his presence, you know, you miss a meditation, don't beat yourself up. Um, and I used to early on. Um, and then it just kind of became more, instead of being something I had to get to, I thought of it more as like a game. Right. Like, ooh, where can I sneak to? Because the yeah. afternoon meditations, and we've talked about this, tend to be a little more difficult at times unless you schedule them. Right. Um, my car has become a really lovely place. Yeah. Cassidy has a camper van. So, oh. of course, she's, <laughs> yes. I, I wish we all could have. Van. It's yeah. still a camper van. It is, it's, it's pretty awesome. rad. Yeah. It has a little table in it, so it, oftentimes it's my office. Oh, like, that's if my great. house is just feeling 
feels too energetic, I will literally sit in the driveway in my van um, and meditate or work or do whatever I need to do. That sounds um, great. You're, she's going to come out and I'm going to be sitting in her van. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there have been times on set where if I'm working a long day and I don't get a lunch break in the afternoon or, or any kind of break and, and I miss it, you know, and then I'll miss one and go, well, you know, I'll wake up the next morning tired and go like, I don't need to do this one either. You know, I have not meditated twice a day every single day since I learned, but the handful in comparison yeah. of days that I've missed one or two, I can feel it. Yeah. Um, and it's and instead of shaming myself and going, bad student, bad student, I can look at it and go, oh, I, I did that research. I, I figured out that days are better when I do. And then it's and then it's self-inspired. I like this idea that you maybe have a chart or something where it's like, <laughs> right? I can really see the... <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's also times, and we've talked about this, where after, you, you know, and especially with my experience of learning and then going into like the bliss pot of India with all these amazing people. Um, and then coming out of that and going like, well, this isn't that fun by myself and I'm not having the same experience. You know, it's like, I'm not getting that hit, um, you know, and, and accepting that every meditation doesn't have to be good. This spring, I went through a, some difficult stuff around COVID. My dog passing away, and Aww. and like who was my child, and yeah. and I I told I called Tay and I said Tay, my meditations feel scary. Like I don't want to go there. I don't want to sit with what is in my head. And he told me um, that they're good. They're not bad, even if they don't feel the way they've always felt. Did they feel unsafe, or did they feel they just? I just didn't want to hear what my brain was saying. Yeah. Dark like, content. Yeah. yeah. It, it felt, it didn't feel. Yeah, that's feel, a good description. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and those are important. And I it's think. It's still stress release. Yeah. Yeah. Something's moving out. But yeah. It feels like this darkness has descended in our minds, but it's not. It's coming from the body, kicking out stress, causing thinking to move out, but it's just. You know, it's just clearing. Yeah. yeah. And to continue to, to to see that as something outside of myself, not identify with that, um, but just almost be be grateful mm-hmm. that it's moving. Um, you know, but those are, yeah, those are the times it's been tough. And, yeah. And, you know, they, just like everything, they're temporary. Beautiful. It is. I have to go. Do you guys want to keep talking? Well, I mean, yeah, we're... <laughs> beautiful cut <laughs> beautiful cut there out. On, and we're just, out no i mean we can honestly i we can do this as as many times or whenever mm. you want maybe we have like a three a three, th- part a three episode arc yes <laughs> i'm recurring on this that's awesome we want you to be a recurring I'm I'm sure. I'm, uh-huh. okay, that's great yeah it's nice to i mean all right this has been this has been slouching towards enlightenment thank yes. you for joining us God, we still can't do this. I'm right. Brienne Rose, and, <laughs> and the... I'm Teo Burkhart, <laughs> the, the... and I'm a recurring role. Yes, of Cassidy Bree, <laughs> and that's Cassidy Freeman. You can find her on IMDb and Instagram. <laughs> okay, Google her. Just Google her. At hat face. <laughs> I love a hat. Um. Yeah, I think, but we'll have Cassidy back, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Really a joyful... I wish we could talk for hours. I know, a joyful morning. And we will. And we will. And we will. Holding horses in their stars
more information on Vedic meditation, please visit teoburkhart.com. Slouching Towards Enlightenment is produced by The Moon Recording Company, executive produced by Teo Burkhart and Brian Rose. Our theme music is Supplicant Song by Fredo Viola. <laughs>